Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Oh, yeah. Welcome to The Funniest Thing, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. He had a point to remind me that I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting from middle school studios in Culver City, the heart of screen. Yes. Today is a very exciting episode. It sure is. And we, the title of the episode is Quiet on the Set. Yep. We used it just before we came on today. Yes, we did. And it's one of those uh, shows where we're going to have a lot of tips and tools and how to successfully communicate with your own thinking. That's right. Tips and tools. Tips and tools that actually work. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, we don't just say funny things to be funny. That's right. Although we do that, we also back it up with something that works. That's why we're so funny. That's right. Because it right. actually does work. Amazing. So uh, before we get too far into it, well, as always, we'll start with our three breaths that get us grounded. Yes. Oh, take the edge off. And That's end. right. Do you have three breaths for us? I have it, yeah. And today we, uh, I chose this little, this little uh, phrase because uh, it goes right along with our show, which is all about getting into the creative director's chair of your life and getting everyone else that's inside that head of ours on board with that's us. That's right. Yes. So it's real simple. Let's just take it. Well, we're going to say, I am creative and free. So we'll take a deep breath. Ah. <sighs> And then, uh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say, say it first and then breathe, or breathe and then say it. Oh, it's easy. How We're going to we say, it? I am. Okay. Breathe in. Uh huh. Say creative and free, and breathe on out. Perfect. So we're going to trade off. Okay, good. I can do All it. All right. All right, class. Here we go. <laughs> I am creative and free. Uh, I am. Creative and free. <sighs> I, I am creative and free. Council got a little bit uh, unruly right there. Yes, they did. As often happens, there's a lot of times where. It's Gabby! It's Gabby! 
What does Gabby yeah. the, post, the postal <laughs> pitbull have for us today? Let's dig in deep into the bag. Thank you, Gabby. Give this, me a nice pet on the head. And what you dragged in, just in case people are new to the show, Gabby's the postal pitbull who drags in the, the funniest, funniest thing, thing mailbag. Bag. That's right. What do we got? Let's see. Let's see here. No, before I read this, because yes. I was just going to say one little thing is, don't be surprised if the council acts up even after doing a peaceful meditation, such as the I am creative and free, because sometimes that committee will start acting up at oh, the most inopportune times. No, it packs up all the times. So I'm one little committee going, oh, shucks, this is BS. Yeah, what right. What are you taking breaths for? Let's get into the action. Or why can't this last forever? We must go. not be doing it right. But what do we got in the mailbag? In and where's the mail it from? mailbag is from our iTunes review of the podcast. Yeah, and just to let our listeners know, we are on iTunes now. That's and if, right. If you're an iTunes member, please go on there if you like the show or don't like the show and put a review. Because yeah. we'd really appreciate it and help people. It would help people find our show, the funniest thing. It's very easy to hit subscribe. And the, again, if you have an iTunes account, you just click on a review and write a review and, and a rating of how many stars. And Yeah. Lots of people like five stars. Oh, indeed. <laughs> indeed. So what do we got? So this one comes from Lexi B. And it says, the funniest thing is indeed very funny. Whew. Daryl and Ed are very entertaining as well as inspiring and informative. I love the stories they share about being bold and doing something different. It's a great show. I look forward to listening every week. Awesome. Thank you, Lexi B. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to put that review on iTunes. And just to set up the show, this is the thing. I posted it on our Facebook page as well. Right. And we have a Facebook page. It's Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on Facebook, a fan page. And what it is is so many times, and I know you've probably heard it too, you hear speakers at either success seminars or mm -hmm. you know, even spiritual talks or 12-step groups, you'll hear someone say, yeah, I got a committee that lives inside my head and it's always out to get me. Right. You know, And everyone laughs, but... You know, and it is funny because we can all, yeah, yeah, I got a comedian. We all understand, yeah, if I'm in my head, it can say that. But what I always thought is, okay, how, what's the solution? Right. How do you work with this? I mean, okay, so we know there's a committee. So that means I just surrender a committee and pray all the time. Okay, please. Okay, I'm not going to buy into this. And we were talking about this. And funniest thing, yep. when we were talking about it, I said, wait a minute, I have a book that I read a couple years ago. Right. And it's it's a book. The title of it, There's More to Quitting Drinking Than Quitting Drinking. Perfect. By Dr. Paul O. And it's the best example of what people mean, or better than that, because I even saw it on a Psychology Today feature. Right. That was all about the committee, the negative voices in our head. They talked a lot about where it comes from, but they didn't really offer a solution. So let me just read a little bit from here and we'll, we'll go from there because okay, he really great. sums it up clearly for our listeners. And this is what he says. He says, few concepts have been more important to my long-term happiness and success than the realization that my mind is composed of multiple personalities. As a group, these personalities can't make sensible decisions unless I act as the chairman and bring order to our meetings. Each individual has a definite opinion and a narrow point of view. And he gives some great examples. I know, this is a good one. One of them up there doesn't care much for my wife. He never has. He obsessively watches her and reports back to me asking questions like, did you see what she just did? Are you going to let her speak to you in that tone of voice? Right. Does she realize who she's talking to? Right. Another personality thinks his wife is wonderful. He points out how attractive she is and, and what a great sense of humor she has. Right. And one of the lifetime problem in keeping the committee peaceful is the presence in my head of a cynical voice that passes judgment on everything that happens. Mm -hmm. And just last week... Because, you know, and we might want to bring it up, you know, if anyone has a question for us, I mean, we're funny, we have a lot of fun, but even if you have serious questions, and even if you have questions or ideas you want to share with us that you don't want us to say online, just put that in the email, yes. right, or on the thing and say, you know, I really, please don't share this online, but I just wonder if you can help me out. And one of the, me and Ed always end up with people, funniest thing in our lives, 
that we end up more than happy to have help. We have fun doing it. Yes. And one of them was a good friend and colleague of Ed's. That's right. And we put it up on Facebook. His name's John Fino. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was talking to us at lunch about how he feels, you know, he was kind of complaining about where he's stuck in his job. Right. Yet he's more than qualified to well, be moving on. He's got a million thing, million positive things going on, and including like uh, purchasing a home and a lot of other things. And he's right on that edge of that happening for him. But he's like, you know, just right there and wondering why all this sort of like resistance has been coming up inside him. So we sat down with him for a little lunch last week. Well, usually when me and it sit down and have a lunch, it usually turns into bad cop, good cop, or even better. It's almost like a mafia meeting, yeah. but we don't intend that way. But once he started going on and on, sometimes I have this like New Jersey council uh, committee member in my head who comes out lovingly yep. and just laid into him and just just spit out and said, "Well, you're dressing like a, like a gangster, you know? Right. It is. He's wearing overly baggy clothes, right? You know, giant pants that are hanging off him, right? And I said. You know, you have everything else. You just go, and Ed just sits there and goes, he's right. Oh, That's he's right. right. As Ed's eating his pasta. That's true, true. That's yeah, true. yeah, true, true. And I keep eating. He keeps, yeah, so it's like a real sit down, like if you yeah. see uh, The Godfather. And the reason why this was great for today's show is because when we were talking earlier, we realized this perfect, what he told us perfectly illustrates how these committee members get born into our head. And it's very... Um, it's very sweet and kind of sad how they get born. Yes. Because after I said that, because he is open and willing to change. Very He's willing. very mature, very humble. I mean, and humble means you're willing to accept right. constructive criticism. That's right. Being, and people think, well, that's not humble. No, that is humble. Yeah, he's willing to take the truth no matter where it comes from. Yes, and he was very open to it. And right after that came out, he revealed, he said, well... I used to wear clothes that fit me. <clears throat> this he was talking about when he was much younger. And he said, the other kids made fun of me and called me a fag. Right. And I know some people make it take offense to that word, but that's the word that was used and it hurt him. That's true. So he was embarrassed. But here's the thing. That was 10, 15 years ago. That's right. And this, these committee members that get born from these incidents that affect us like that, they live in our heads at... And I said to him, I said, oh, I get it, man. I, me and Ed have those. We people, I mean, committee members that, that come from things that came from our past, something someone said that we looked up to or were afraid of or wanted to look good in front of right. or embarrassed by. They're making decisions for us, controlling our decisions That's today. Right. That's right. His friends aren't even around him. That's right. So the next day we took him or two days later. We went and we did a makeover. That's right. Yeah, we, we had, had a lot of fun. Daryl and Ed actually gave him a, a makeover. Yeah, check the Facebook fan page. You can see the pictures of, of the before and after enduring. It was a whole lot of fun. And he was willing to listen to a voice other than that committee member in his head that was saying it was like dangerous or he would get made fun of or beat up if he wore clothes that fit. And these are the committee members that live in our heads. And here's the problem. And this is why he's a good example of not listening to it, because normally when that committee speaks in my head, I am him. I believe it's me thinking for my best interests. Yeah, right. And I'll get defensive. Right. And I'll go, oh, I'm not dressing like that. They don't know better than me. Fasaro, look at him. He's an old man. And what does Ed know about dressing? Yeah, right. You know, but um, fortunately for him, he's a little bit more mature whether or not he understands these tools we're going to share today or not, his humility to let go yeah. and his enthusiasm to move on upward and onward right. uh, enabled him to embrace those ideas. And he looks great. I mean, check the Facebook he page. He looks great. He looks like a million bucks. He's told me uh, since then that he feels great. He feels better. He's, and he's looking forward to continuing down that path of wearing the clothes that feel good on his body and bring out the handsome fellow that he is. And I think um, I think I'll reveal a little bit of the tool, the recipe to you know, because when you have this this voice yeah. in our heads, yeah, because it's one thing. One step is to recognize that there's these voices in our head, these committee members that are speaking up. So then it's like, well, they're speaking up. What are you going to do about it? And Daryl and I have been practicing and talking to each other about it. And Daryl's been uh, uh, 
really practicing it. I know one of the places is on the walk on. Oh yeah, I'll hill, tell that so you story. Get to that. This is this is the thing, and this is also from that same book. And you don't have to be. I mean, yeah, it says there's more to quitting drinking than quitting drinking. Yeah, this is not necessarily just for alcoholics or addicts. There's right. a lot of practical spiritual tools in here, and one of them is this, and I haven't seen this approach anywhere else, and it's so good. And his solution, the main solution to this, these committee, when they talk and they're shouting or, you know, I'm not going to listen to this and we'll mm-hmm. give examples. This is what he says. He says, after finding God in the center of me, I decided to become friendly with the various personalities in my head. I've learned to love them even when I dislike their behavior. When their suggestions are impractical, unwise, silly, even lewd or illegal, I realize their intentions are good. They, like so-called dysfunctional parents, are trying to help me in the only way they know how. I no longer fight them, nor do I demand their silence. That is the key. He gives gives a little, let me just read this because you're going to talk about this later. This is another, this is what he says. I'm just going to read the next paragraph. Neither do I let them fight among themselves. Instead, I have them talk and write letters back and forth to each other and to me. They've quieted down considerably since learning to freely express their fears and emotions. Right. And that is very important that we give a voice to what the feeling is that's coming up. Because we think that by avoiding it, we're going to get away from it. But the, it becomes uh, scarier and scarier because it's happening inside our own head. Well, yeah, and, I, and if I'm not looking at it as a committee, yeah. and I'm not look, taking myself objectively to look at yeah. it, it's me. Right. Those, those thoughts are real. I mean, I don't think right. I'm thinking crazy. I think I am justified in how I'm thinking well, at that moment. Well, you may, being you, probably have the split screen part of you knows it's crazy but you have an equally or stronger drive like no this is real and i'm gonna do this you know i'm gonna take care of whatever needs to be taken care of like in mr mr fino's case it was that voice was coming forward to protect him from something that he really felt at that point was a danger to him and still ruling him 15 years later i like the fact that we're pointing out that the voice was trying to protect him yeah always yeah that's why okay before i was doing some research before we did this show and that's Uh where i saw the psychology today article and this is the funniest thing first yes this type of research we never do research i really commend you we we never do research but uh in this case i was so invested in how much this has helped me this yes. tool they said let me just see what's out there because it's everywhere and what i stumbled across was one of these quotes that a success seminar coach had and then i noticed five other success seminar coaches claim the same quote okay and it's a misguided attempt to deal with this committee yes. because they say in this quote and it sounds funny and it sounds good right but it's like the new jersey hitman it doesn't work it's like trying to be a tough guy it does not work It punches back. And what they said is this. They say, when the negativity committee starts acting out in my head, I tell Tom to sit down and shut up. Well, that doesn't work. And when we come back from our break, because we're coming close to the break already. I know. Uh, we'll talk more about this. We're going to have Linda it's Harvey perfect. join us. Laura Harvey, day. actually. Well, what did I call her this time? Linda. Oh, I love her. Maybe her sister will join us. If she has a sister. <laughs> Every time we mispronounce yeah, yeah, her name, yeah. it means we only love you more. But this is great, dude, what you just said. Thinking that you're going to get those voices to sit down and shut up. I've seen it in teaching when people try to, and myself, when I try to get a hold of the classroom by telling that bad kid to sit down and shut up. They end up teaching the class. Yes. All the attention yes. goes, and we get off the main lesson. And in this case, in our lives, it's to feel good and to do the things that we came here to do. So I really like that you brought that up. And the daily word today is going to be perfect to address this very thing. So uh, thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. What is called the pants. Take eight. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. 
This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit. Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. Welcome back to Funniest Thing, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. And that's usually when you say, funniest thing. That's You're not right. going to believe what that's happened. Right. And today we're teaching a little, uh, a simple tool about how to deal with the voices that come up when you do step out boldly. That's right, because they definitely, the committee members in our heads definitely have a field day anytime. Oh, they get about, a little wobbly. When we start to do something new and exciting yes, and scary. Yes. Um, this is the time we like to thank all our listeners. We sure do. We have the be- like you say, we have the best listeners in the business. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> and we really want to encourage you if you have questions. Or anything that we can be of service with, you can hit us up at the email, funniest thing at unityonlineradio.org or on the Facebook fan page. If you want to keep it confidential, we can do that. Because Daryl and I uh, do this because we love it. Yes. And we want to be of service. And uh, and, yeah. we're, and we're regular guys who live... Yeah. Lot, you know, professional lot. Like we yeah. practice this in in the real world. Yeah. This isn't the only thing we do. So we have practical experience. I know. And it's like... You're getting free. Uh, this is our coaching thing. Just our coaching program. Yeah, our coaching program. Thing, email coaching program. Yeah, just email us or Facebook us, yeah. and we'll answer your questions. And believe me, we benefit so much from hearing from you. It just helps us deepen in whatever we're learning and uh, get a new slant on it and think about things in a new way. It reinforces it. It reinforces. It makes me practice it even more. Right, right. And one person who practices this this stuff regularly is Jeff Comfort. Oh, Jeff Comfort, yeah. our engineer who makes he, us sound great. He's the master of taking us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. All right. There's also a shout out to Prayerline at Unity. Yes, another good thing to reach out to. If you got questions, if this thing if this stuff feels the road feels rocky, if the council starts getting upset. Call the prayer line. I like that you call it the council and I call it the committee because it, it yeah. could work. Whatever you, it could be the council true, in your true. head, the committee in your head. It could be 
you like you're a director. That's why we called the show Quiet on the Set, and yeah. all your little stage hands are running and around. Actors, oh, they're freaking out, going, "What are we going to do? What are we going to yes. do?" And you just reassure them. Yes. So uh, yes, when that stuff happens, call the prayer line. Yeah. And um, I've discovered this week that I have a a guy who likes to run around in a silk robe, and he thinks that everyone should take everything he says and say, "That's a great idea, Ed." And if people don't say that, he sometimes gets very upset because he doubts that everything's going okay. Yeah. And he he's, thinks that people aren't taking him seriously, or, probably. Or that he's not being a real man or the visionary leader that he thinks he should be. Oh, my God. Isn't that awful what we do? I literally ourselves? called the prayer line for help with that fellow this week, and it turned out beautifully. So I highly recommend calling 800-NOW-PRAY or 800-669-7729. And before we get forget, we want to just do a shout out to our sponsor, yes. which is iItaly, the, one, the one-stop spot online for info and entertainment concerning Italy and Italian-American. And you could visit them online at i-italy.org. People love the site, so go check that out, too. It's fun to see what's going yes, on. Yes, lots of stuff. Lots yes. of fun Italian-American things on there. Um, and Funniest Thing Banners show. Oh, that's right. You get to see what me and it look like on their front page. Oh, baby. So. The best part. Oh, man. You know who's coming up next, don't you? Laura Harvey. Wow. From the poster on our dorm room wall to right here with us in the studio. I know. This is like heaven. <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I first got my Laura Harvey, editor of the Daily Word, uh-huh. poster. And, and headband. Oh, and tacked that baby up in my dorm room. Oh, yeah. All the other guys were jealous. Trading card, or they, they came in our, my first pack of Unity trading cards. We love the Daily Word, and to all our <laughs> listeners, uh, it's it's the magazine. It's the um, comes out every two months, and it has a it's the perfect thing to get started with your meditation yeah, practice. And in the morning, it's a daily reading with a word to to, to contemplate. And we are so happy to have the editor Laura Harvey with us every week. To read today's daily word. So what do we have today, Laura? Well, today we've got balance. Balance. We Uh, all need uh balance. Yes. And I was very happy that you made me turn to this to practice like about an hour ago because I was hurrying and worrying about all the things on my to-do list. Uh, And this is the perfect one. It's the perfect one. I needed this reminder. So I'm all set now. I'm all balanced and ready to go. Rock and roll. Okay. So as I rest in God, I replenish my soul. That's our affirmation. As I rest in God, I replenish my soul. If I am hurrying and worrying about completing completing everything on my to-do list, slowing my pace may seem counterintuitive, yet slowing my pace calms me and brings me back to center. I pause from all that is calling for my attention and create a holy space within. As I move more consciously and breathe more deeply, I refuel my energy and replenish my soul. I rest in God. Just as the space between musical notes creates balance and harmony, so too does a moment of peace bring harmony to my soul. I rejoice in the right balance between doing and being. When I am ready to return to my tasks, I fulfill my obligations with efficiency and enthusiasm. The Lord is good. He protects those who take refuge in him, even in a rushing flood. Um, from Nahum 1.7. That is oh, awesome. Man. This is the perfect one for not just our topic, but for most people I know, especially myself, because I tend to think, or my, there's that little voice in my head that'll tell me, especially when I was new to this, wait, you don't have time to meditate right now. You got to get this done. You yeah. can meditate later. Right. No, no, no. Meditate now, and everything gets done like in divine order. So, so, yeah. so effortlessly. Yes. But it's like that old saying: if if you if you're too busy to meditate, then you're too busy. Yeah. You know, and when I was new with understanding any of these spiritual principles, 
a lot of people were running around saying, I need balance. I need balance. And they were trying to go, because I want to get my, I want to get an education and I got to stay fit and I'm doing this and I'm, I'm just trying to balance my life and it's hard. And I went to the guy who was very instrumental on me discovering these spiritual principles. And I said, what do you mean? I got to get balance. I got to get balance. He goes, Daryl, all you need to do, he said, there's four parts in the spiritual, the intellectual, the physical, and the emotional. And he goes, all you need to do, like this is saying, focus on the spiritual mm-hmm. and all the other things fall into place. And yes. this happens on a daily basis and yeah. in a lifetime basis. That's a, yeah. a moment to moment. And I'm so glad you gave that example, Laura, about yeah. you get right, get just what you need when right. you need it. Oh, yeah. You get, and so many times, you know, you're thinking about all the deadlines and then the things behind that that you haven't done. And then, oh, there's that other thing and somebody else. Yeah. And then, you, then you're not getting anything done anyway. No, that's you're so, right. you know, and it's so, makes you so miserable. So just yeah. stop, you know, and just when, stop. And, and whenever I stop, yeah, whenever I stop and do this, then yeah. I start going, funniest thing, Ed, you're not going to believe it. Like, I'll call him on the phone. I'll go, yeah. remember I was rushing around. I decided I just had to go meditate. I went right. to the chapel. And guess what? So-and-so called me and this mm-hmm. one emailed me. Right. And you even said one day you were trying to get in touch with someone and you just let it go. And he's walking on a Sunday. That's true. And he's driving. Pulled guy, up right next to oh, him. Oh, yeah. The guy, <laughs> the guy he needed to talk to pulled up right next to the him. The moment after I had said, you know what? It's in God's hands. I'm letting it go. I turned on the radio, started listening to a fun song. Literally, I looked up and the guy that I needed to talk to was right in front of me on the road. Isn't this it amazing? Mm-hmm. So. Should we read the quick message verse? Yes. How do you say that again? Uh, um, I had to look this one up. I did because okay. I I don't think we've ever used this book before. But it was Na- it. Nahum. Okay, so well, Nahum one seven. One thing. No, let's just read this. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, go ahead. Well, I just want to let our our uh, listeners know that you know if Bible verses get you a little hung up, like Nahum and you know yeah. they sound like weird stuff. You know, just realize I look at it as, you know, these are just really old positive quotes. And and it kind of takes all that heavy ideas that go along with Bible and Christianity or whatever you might, whatever that committee member in your head who has a problem with this stuff. Yeah, because there's a lot of people who have that committee member. And uh, today, the message Bible is a great way to get back into what the the Bible is really all about. And today uh, it said, God is good. A hiding place in tough times. He recognizes and welcomes anyone looking for help, no matter how desperate the trouble. Ah. And, and when you were talking about uh, people who are trying to balance things by kind of muscling, intellectually muscling their way into it, it's all it is is exchanging one bad idea for another bad idea. Whereas when we go into that meditation place... There's this divine intelligence that reorders everything yes. for us. And, with, and that piece is so important because when we, when we return to that place by meditating or whatever, taking a, a swim in the ocean or a walk or something that really calms us down so that we can get back in touch with our soul, then we get to be in that creative director's chair and, and start to direct the voices within us and, and remind ourselves, hey, this is, it's okay. It's okay. We, have, you know what I'm saying. Then we actually know where we're going because until we know where we're going, we can't really direct anyone else. Well, that's the thing. And when I'm in those moments, I'm running on fear, and I think I, I think I know where I need to go. And more thoughts from that feeling, yeah, just create more problems. I'm, I'm starting to build up a wall in yeah. front of me. And it's getting taller and taller, and it seems so unreasonable. There's like a little New Jersey, you know, tough guy in my head in my right, committee who right, goes, right. what do you mean? You're going to just sit there and do nothing? How's that going to get things done? Yeah, well, share the story of you walking on the hill the other day and seeing those people um, exercising. Oh, my God. Okay, here's a perfect – because, Laura, I don't know if you heard the first portion of the show, but today we're talking about – the committee that's in our head, yes. you know, yeah. the big yeah. joke you hear everywhere. People go, there's a committee that lives in my head mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's out to get me. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I'm familiar so with those, that committee, yes. Yes. Yeah. So here's how we deal with it. And the other day, and me and Ed have been practicing this, and yes. it's the best tool for dealing with my thoughts. And just the other day, just two days ago, 
Thanks to Laura Harvey, because you posted about your fitness regime. I've right. been doing my walk up the Culver City Hill every day. Right. So thank you. Um, that's the hill that the <laughs> Sorry, little rascals. No, I like it. It's keeping me going. But on one of these particular marches up the hill, I'm going along, having a good time, listening to my music. And at the top of the hill, there's a spot where I like to do like some exercises, right? And there was this group of people there in my spot. Oh my goodness. Even though this is a public spot, right? So one of the committee members in my mind starts going, this is BS. Look at them. They don't realize this is public space here. Can't they just move over a little? Now, mind you, I'm not saying anything, right? I'm expecting them to move over because now they see me show up. Sure. So they're not moving, of course, and I don't blame them. They don't know how I'm feeling. Right. And they can't read my mind, but we think they should. So I just, I'm just working out alongside them in this tiny little space. And the whole time that committee member goes, I can't believe they're not moving. You know, if I was them, I'd move. Right. So now I get done with that. I'm walking down the hill now and I'm going, well, that really didn't feel good. Like I'm starting to realize that the whole time I was working out, I didn't feel good. Maybe I should ask. But now I notice the group is now starting to walk behind me. Uh And there's a couple other guys walking with them, too. You mean it was actually, it was literally following you around. The thing that you were judging started following you. You got to watch, you know, life is a reflection of our mental states and we get exactly what we're. And it's even growing. It was growing. The the group got larger. Well, so now that little committee member is going, okay, this is what you're going to do. If one of those guys attacks you, just throw them down the hill. (laughs) Just throw them down the hill. And my, and and I'm actually believing this. Like it's really me. I'm thinking these things. Yeah. Cause then I'll like land on top of them really hard. Right. (laughs) But then there's this other little committee member in my mind who goes, yeah, but if he really gets hurt seriously or dies, you're going to feel terrible about that. (laughs) And that was just enough for me to snap out of it, get into the CEO's chair. Yeah. Remember that God's in charge. And now in my mind's eye, I can clearly see, oh, yes, this is my committee. Right. And I could see the committee table. And I see the one guy who's like egging me on to, this guy comes at us because you know he will. They're going <laughs> to chuck him over the hill. And I'm going, and I see him. But now because I'm, I'm realigned, I'm in the CEO's chair, I'm realigned with God, the benevolent universe. I had the, yeah. I had the loving committee member who's concerned about the guy who's going to go over the edge with me. Right. And... Now, joined with that love, you know, God is life, love, and wisdom, I'm able to talk to the committee member in my mind's eye, the little Joe Pesci who's saying, you know, toss this guy in the, over the cliff. And I'm going, no, no, no. No, 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 Joe. That, that, that wouldn't be good. We'd get hurt. This really isn't a big deal. Maybe I should have just asked if I could have worked out with him. And now it's like talking to a friend of mine who would, like I'm walking down the hill with who would be like, I can't believe those guys didn't get out of my way. Because naturally, if it was a friend of mine, mm-hmm. I'd say, well, we really didn't ask them. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Much clearer view. So it's like on. everything lifted. Mm-hmm. You know, the people were no big deal. I'm having the time of my life. And I'm going, oh, my God, thank you for this tool to be able to see a mm-hmm. committee in my mind. Instead of, because without this way of looking at it yeah joe i feel like that guy and i feel justified i wouldn't throw him over the cliff hopefully nothing like that would happen but the whole walk would be me aggravated and i'm doing my workout right to be free of this stuff. and then you probably would have felt bad about it later because the oh. other voice would have felt bad feel, or something yeah, or, or laurie would have done something yeah. and i would still have that mean spirited sure. uh cheated feeling little right. Joe Pesci going on in me, yeah, you know, and I'd be like, yeah. well, wait, you know, not, we're not, I'm just talking about the character Joe Pesci right. plays, not actually Joe Pesci. I'm sure he's a great guy <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I would love to hug him, but I mean, I'm just talking about right. the gangsters he plays. It seems like. I'm sure Laura, when you're, when you're getting close to deadlines with the daily word, I bet some of the stuff comes up in, for you. With- well, it does. The, the committee is telling me something different than throwing people over the <laughs> well, mine, mine doesn't always say that, but in this case, it did. I appreciate your courage in sharing that, Daryl. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, now, I, if I was up there though, with working out next to a group of people, I, my committee would be telling me, you know, oh, you don't, you look fat, or you're, you know, you look stupid, and you know, you might as well just go home or whatever. Right. So no, I'd be having that kind of as, thing yeah, going on. That's you know? just as bad. I know it is just as bad. bad. You know. Yeah. I mean, I just noticed that if I got to look straight at whatever my, well, I just call it my inner critic because it's just, 
it's uh, relentless. My critic yes, in my I've got sure. I've an editor in my head at all times, and it's painful. And um, so I just notice that I've got to look straight at it. You know, if I just let it mumble at me in, you know, in my ear and I don't really pay attention to what it's saying, it'll just make me feel miserable, you know. But when I when I look at it, look straight at it and say, okay, exactly what is this that you're, you know, (laughs) mad at me about or you think I've done wrong or whatever. And I kind of shine the light on it. It it dissipates, you know, and I can look through it. I can get, you know, work through it and. And then it just sort of disappears. But boy, when I let it just sit there and mumble at me, it, yeah. it can make me miserable. Just yesterday, we read something by Emmett Fox, and it said, we don't have to create our good. All we have to do is open the blinds and let the light come in. Like if yes. we're in a dark room, all we have yeah. to do is open the blinds and let the light come let in. Let the sun in. I don't yeah. have to create the sunlight. Right. So by you looking, you know, the Christ light is shining upon that voice. And on just by doing that, from what I'm hearing you say... Things get better. Yeah. Well, yes. You yeah. can't attack. It's like, it's the opposite of what you think. Like, you can't attack the voice. Yeah. Because then it just gets louder or it'll pop up somewhere else. Yeah. Well, well you can't yeah. ignore it. I think we no. all, a lot of times we just want to ignore it. Yes. And we want to go get distracted or, yes. you know, and then we just, I just get this nagging feeling of just yes. being kind of down, you know? And yeah. it's like, I, I don't even know why, but it's like, yes. it's this voice in my head that's making me so, feel so down, you know? It, yeah. Mm-hmm. And with, see, this is the thing. Before I had a partnership with a loving higher power, I wouldn't know or have the courage to look at this voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Scary, even shine you know? the light at it. I would right. just believe it or think, why do I feel so miserable? Yeah. Figures. And more times than not, it just turns out to be sort of a scared child that needed some love. Yes. So thank you, Laura, for coming on to talk with us. As always, we look forward to next week. I enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Great. And after the break, we've got Kirk Jeldson, the author. And we have a joke of the day. And uh, so thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with uh, on Unity Online Radio. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Yoga. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Allfree is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. 
All right. Welcome back to Funniest Thing, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. And in this segment, I am pleased to introduce my son, Elliot. Are you there? Yeah. All right. I like that. We got the joke of the day. So, uh, Elliot, when you're ready, let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. So. A boy asks his father to use the car, and the father answers, no, not until you cut your hair. The boy replies, but father, Jesus had long hair. Without missing a beat, the father said, yeah, but Jesus walked everywhere. Damn, his father got him good. Dude, Elliot, thank you so much. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you soon. I love you. Bye. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye. And now. Oh, dude, are we excited or what? That's right. We oh, actually we have got a, coming up now. We actually have a real guest. A real and, guest. Well, people might wonder, like, we're one of the spiritual or, I don't know, what do you call this type of show? And like, well, we're spirit and entertainment. And we don't really necessarily have self-help gurus or people who have written books on how to be Other than ourselves, of course. <laughs> but what we have is people who actually really live this way. Bam. And do these things, and and they actually have real lives. That this is not just like they learned, they got their beaks wet with some spiritual tips and tools, and now they're selling them. Mm-hmm. You know, they actually go out and, and live their lives and follow their dreams and their heart's desires. And one of them is today's guest, who I've known for 15 years now, maybe a little long, a little longer. And it's author and screenwriter, Kirk Chelson. And he's got a new book out, just came out. Perfect for summer reading. I actually read this page turner in three days. Mm-hmm. So if you're going Fantastic. to the, if you're going to the beach on the weekend, I mean this book is just you can't put it down. And it's called Tomorrow City. Spell his name, will you? Kirk Chelson. That's K J E L D S E N. And you can go to his website, kirkchelson.com, K I R K K J E L D S E N. Dot com. Yes. You can find out more about his book. That's right. He's got some great, um, there's been some great uh, talk so far about his book. A couple of authors uh, have written a fascinating, exciting read by a talented newcomer. That was Victor Gishler, author of Gun Monkeys and the Deputy. <laughs> I like for our show. Yeah, we're a couple of gun You're the monkey. the gun monkey and I'm the deputy. All oh, right. wow, that's right. What about that first one there? A tight, tense crime novel about a stranger in a strange land trying to outrun the ghosts of his past. Kirk Chelton's Shanghai is a terrifically fresh and he, what? Oh, that's a, was, was that? Yeah, evocative uh, and evo- Oh, I see. Kirk Chelton's Shanghai is a terrifically fresh and evocative setting. And the action jumps off the page. And that was from Lou Burney. Author of Whiplash River and Gunshot Straight. What about this? Read this quote from, from, from Kirk real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got plenty of time. This to is the quote that... This is the quote of all quotes. And actually, um, this was from an interview Kirk gave at uh, Virginia Commonwealth University. It's on their website if you want to read it. Um, and uh, he was asked a question. What are you working on now? Uh, do you see yourself writing about Shanghai again? And Kirk's response was very enlightening. This is what made him perfect for the funniest thing. That's right. He wrote, at this point in my life, I'm most interested in working and living where I wanted, where I want to on projects that I can't say no to. I'm also working, in quotes, with my wife on raising a three-year-old daughter and a baby son in a foreign country. They're by far the most rewarding and challenging projects I have ever had. All the aspects of my life today seem to reinforce each other. Unlike the protagonist of Tomorrow City, being a writer makes me a better teacher. Being a teacher makes me a better writer. Being a father makes me a better writer and teacher. I have a very full life, and I'm grateful for it. And welcome, Kirk Chelson. Kirk! Hey. What's going on? Not much. Thanks for having me. Well, how do you feel about the release of Tomorrow City? What's uh, what's going on? Um, it is just uh, nice. It's not. It's kind of funny that you finish a book, uh, and then it takes maybe a year or longer to actually come out. Um, uh-huh. You've already sort of forgotten about it, moved on to other things. Uh, uh-huh. I think growing up, I always thought 
things were going to be a lot different than how they actually are. But to be honest with you, it doesn't feel any different at all. I mean, my life hasn't really changed. That's not a bad or a good thing. It's just that, uh, you know, I have a full life that doesn't start and end with writing, you know. I think that's actually more yeah. healthier than the guy who thinks, once I write this novel, everything's going to be great. Yeah. I'm going to be on easy street for the rest of my life. Right. I think you have a more realistic approach because being creative is something yeah. I have to do every day. Was this balanced perspective that you're describing something that you always had or did, was this something that you had to learn some things and apply some things in order to maintain? Um, I think I grew up thinking i don't want to say i was raised that way because i was i feel like i was raised really well um by good parents and uh but i think that you grow up maybe at my just natural moral set or uh, my natural setting was uh all or nothing do or die you know yeah you gotta win um make it now um i don't think balance was always uh something that i had or even sought to strive for, but I think uh, it just came over time, and um, I think that uh, yeah. Do you have like a, a a regular practice that you that you use to keep you on track? Yeah, I mean, I you know a lot of the stuff that you guys have been talking about, uh, I do as well in my life. Um, I think that. You know, having a balanced life and taking time out and not not putting putting all your putting pressure on yourself to just do one thing all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I do some prayer and meditation on a regular basis. Um, yeah, I, I don't think any one particular denomination. I think I think they more all the all the different denominations and practices and prayers all more or less do the same thing. It's just that different people have different ways that they either come to it or not. And some of it's, you know, more religious or secular, whatever you want to call it than others. But sometimes for me, just clearing my head, um, as a writer, you know, you spend a lot of time writing, you spend a lot of time in your head, which is, you know, as you guys know, it's a big and empty and endless place to be spending time. (laughs) It's good to just get out of your head and, uh, you know, for me, just moving, running, driving. I find sometimes when I'm blocked as a writer, um, just getting out, walking, exercising, Mm -hmm. meditating, driving. I used to come up, I think my best stories I've come up with when I'm driving, when I'm on the subway, when I'm driving, when I'm traveling, when I'm not sitting at my desk in front of a blank page. So it's kind of a paradox. beautiful, beautiful. We're, earlier, we were talking about how the committee goes off in our heads, and there's committee members that are like crazy little children that tell us things. And I, I remember when your book first came out, and I told you, "Hey, I, I can't wait to get a copy of the book." What was the first thing one of your committee members said when he saw the book? Uh, I thought it looked cheap, but you know, that's just. Uh, I think. It, I he said it. Wait, let me just clarify because I'm not sure if you can hear it clear. <laughs> he had a committee member. We were talking earlier that when he saw the book, he actually said to me, "Go ahead, Fizarro. You could give it to me straight. The cover looks cheap." And I said, "The cover does not look cheap." But I totally understood what that was like. Total Fizarro, like my committee member. If I finish anything, it ne- I'm always like, and I. If you hold this book to any other book on the market, it looks oh, just yeah. as good it's as beautiful. any other. Beautiful. You know, it wasn't even the cover art. I got I got to clarify that because the the cover art I think is tremendous. I mean, I was really blown away about the cover art, but just the actual tangible book itself. Like uh, I don't know. I guess I had been thinking that it would be like this glowing holy grail or something, and it's just <laughs> you know, it's just a piece of it's just a bunch of paper you know with words on it and. Uh, it doesn't change your life. I mean, maybe some people publish a book and they say it changes their life. And I think, uh, you know, maybe that's their experience. But I think for me, my life has really changed internally. And then the outside, the external life has sort of caught up to meet those internal changes. For me, yeah. for me, nothing, money, a book, working on a movie, a job, 
you know, a girl, whatever, like nothing outside has really ever changed my life. It's more like an inside out sort of thing. And, you, and you've had a very extensive career writing for everything from financial magazines and papers to working on a sitcom as a writer, screenwriting with a partner and a novel. And do you have something else in the works? Yeah, I'm right. I uh, I have a draft of another another novel, also set in China, uh, that I, I recently finished. I'm working on another crime novel as well. I really like writing crime, and I still I still write scripts. I have a couple scripts that I've been working on the past year that uh, um, I'm enjoying. But you know, it's just it's just a, a small. It's a big part of my life, but I have so many other things going on that it's nice that there's. Uh, a balance that my life is not all writing. Cause I think when I was in my early twenties, um, I just wanted to be a writer, you know, and nothing yes. else. And the harder you try, I think maybe not for other people, but for me, the harder you try to do just one thing, oftentimes, mm. uh, yeah. the more further away it gets from you. So, yes, yes, yes. I, I became a writer when I, you know, just let go a little bit and stop trying to do the whole, Sitting at a Starbucks, not that I ever said it. Right. With a pipe and a, and a, right. and a cognac. Hey, for the funniest thing, uh, fans, I know there's a, a little bit of an influence from uh, my partner here in the book. Is that true? That is true. Uh, there's a character, his name is uh, Richie Fazzaro in it. He's sort of a combination of my, my late father and Daryl. And uh-huh. uh, uh, yeah, they were, they are. He, Daryl is, and my father was, two sort of strong, positive influences on my life, and uh, that's where the character's name came from. Although Daryl doesn't teach uh, Fresh Start cooking classes at Rikers. <laughs> hey, where can we get this book, man? Yes. You get this book, uh, uh, the official publication date is August 27th, but for some reason it's already available on Amazon.com as a book and as a Kindle uh, Kindle book. It's available at Barnes and Noble and a few other uh, places as well. As well. well thank you so Thanks much. for coming on, buddy. I love the book and I recommend it to anyone. It's a great summary. summary. And it's an honor that you even named the character after me, let alone been influenced by me. I really appreciate that. Thank you yeah. so much. Well, so we're getting, you. Yeah, yeah. It's our pleasure, man. And we're getting ready to go out. We have a little reading from the Book of Rock and Roll Psalms, Ooh. I think, to, to take us out And here. it goes perfect with the committee. Yeah, Why yeah. Why don't you kick it off? Let's see here. So when you're dealing with those voices in our head, one of the things you might want to say is, So I'd like to know where you got the notion. I said I'd like to know where you got the notion. To rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat. Don't tip the boat over. Yeah. So thank you for uh, listening and being a part of Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Rev. Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 